What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. Your thrice weekly. Oh, your, your thri- oh my god, your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. I honestly yeah. don't know what happened there. We're just going to um, gloss over the difficulty <laughs> you had with thrice. thrice. No, I think yeah. I, I, I stammered at the earlier part. It was like, oh, maybe it was that. My God, I'm thrice, losing track yeah. of everything, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a thrice thingy. But it's the third episode of the week after a rainy mm. night. Did it rain yeah. where you were? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I probably slept right through it, if anything. Yeah. Man, it rained. It suddenly rained last night. Um, uh, then this morning it was just nice and moist. Mm, mm, that's right. And a very big World Cup night as well. Um, yeah, man. Or Ronaldo make his debut, and Brazil <laughs> also played. Um, <clears throat> do you were were you very excited for Ronaldo's debut? I was excited. I tried to watch the game. First half was mm. like nil nil, and I was just mm. passing out on my couch. I was like, you know what? I'm just mm. gonna go sleep. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Uh, similar lah. Like nil nil. I was like, forget it. They have that five goals to score in the second half. Yeah. You know how it works. Like, it's always like that. <laughs> yeah, and Ronaldo scored to become the first man to ever score in five World Cups. But mm. there have been two women yeah. who have scored in five World Cups, no? Hmm. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So so when I saw that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo joins the elite club of people who have scored at five World Cups, um, yeah, there are two women. Let me just pull up the guess, names in a minute. Yeah, the big question that popped in my head is, when's the Women's World Cup? Like, is it the same year as the Men's World Cup? But yeah, um, yeah, it's the Friday end of week uh, podcast. It's a pretty crazy week. I mean, uh, up north in Malaysia, we've got Anwar as the PM as well. So congrats to all of Malaysia for, you know, for taking 25 years to to reach this decision to get Anwar as Prime Minister. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, all the congratulations have come in from other political leaders, including PM Lee, mm. so you know it's, mm. it's real. But I mean, yeah. hopefully it lasts. Uh, who knows what can happen in Malaysia? Uh, but yeah, yeah, finally he's really uh, he's really like rocking the boat, uh, by by foregoing the prime minister's salary, or he claims he's gonna forego the prime minister's salary. <laughs> really rocking the boat in the region, really, uh, right next to, especially compared to Singapore and all that. <laughs> but it it really doesn't seem like it's a it's a peaceful decision because Mohidin uh has also come out and said, oh, you know, now he has to prove he has support of the parliament uh mm. and stuff. So so it's likely gonna continue lah. Uh, but but that's not what yeah. we're talking about today. No, it's not. It's not. But before we jump into yes. that, uh, yes, we what? What do you have to plug for the end of the week? Um, I guess maybe just the 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 sharing of the podcast, lah. Yeah, actually, I was gonna say you should people should jump on our TikTok like right now. Okay, um, then go just, on, go on, plug away. Yeah. Um, what we've started to do is to just you know post a few exclusive clips to TikTok in the sense that um you know you won't see them on other platforms like YouTube Shorts or Instagram because uh, yeah I, I, we, we've gotten to realize TikTok's a very different audience that wants a very different type of content so uh, you know the, the interesting thing for me the community there uh, it says different things uh, they, they say different things from what the rest of the platforms say so if you if you're big on if you like TikTok or use TikTok you know give us a follow on TikTok so that you can see what people are saying about uh, our podcast as well sweet okay cool yeah. shall we jump into it 
And what um, is our first topic? Uh, the first topic is is a more like maybe introspective topic uh, that mm. will make everybody question uh, themselves. Mm. Uh, it's a recent study done by OCBC Bank. Uh, it's called a Financial Wellness Index 2022 that was published earlier this week on November 22nd. Uh, it's based on responses from 2,182 working adults from Singapore mm. aged between 21 and 65. Um, so it was done online, but it just kind of touched on questions about people's current financial habits, um, their approaches to money, uh, the risks they take, the lifestyles they lead, and also the lifestyles they hope to lead when they retire. So, That's so right. it's something that it's a it's a survey that the OCBC first started in 2019, um, mm. and I mean how they calculate it also is is um they they basically ask a bunch of questions and ask the individuals to score it from zero to hundred, um, and then the final score of Singapore's financial mm. index is an average of all those responses la. So, mm-hmm. <coughs> so this year, uh, I think we are one point lower than last year. So yep. slightly less off in terms of our general financial index. Mm. Um, so, so yeah. So, I mean, there, there are a few takeaways that we wanted to talk about. What made yeah. you interested to talk about this, uh, Terence? Um, I mean, the, the, I think the question is very interesting, right? The, about asking how much you think you would want to retire with in terms of a monthly, uh, like a monthly, your monthly expenditure. Like what, what do you expect you need to to get through retirement la. and giving people ba- three basic options are rather than asking them to come out with a figure themselves they give them three options of uh, a basic which is about 2005 uh, uh you know um i think the the medium one is moderate which is about 3002 and then luxurious about 6000 uh so i think more than just about thinking about retirement it kind of tells you actually this is a very good indicator of what people's expectations or salaries are in Singapore, like, I find. Uh, you know, because I think it's, it's it's tough enough to to think about what your salary will be in like five years' time. But imagine trying to think like 30 years ahead to retirement. I think people can only project that. Uh, they can only project a little bit further in the future. But it tells you like what they think right now constitutes uh, a luxurious lifestyle, like, for example. So this tells me that $6,000 in Singapore is the bare minimum you need to to live luxuriously in Singapore. Lah. So, uh, yeah, this is a very clear marker uh, to, to to me of what Singaporeans' expectations are. That's why I found it interesting. Lah. Yeah. So, so just to give context on what Terence is saying is that um, that was one of the questions lah, that was asked about uh, what sort of retirement lifestyle do you expect or are you aspiring towards uh, and then after that, it was like, can you afford it? La? So, mm. I mean, a lot of things to unpack there. I think that was the focus of a lot of articles. But basically, that's what was interesting also. La. Uh, and, and to give a bit more info, like the definition of a basic lifestyle, which is based on today's dollars, $2,500 a month, uh, it can afford you owning and living a government-built flat, taking public transport, tapping public health care, having no domestic worker and going on two holiday trips in the region in a year. Mm, so quite, mm, quite mm. a bit more, more specific than I thought it would be. La. Then yeah, the moderate yeah. lifestyle, which is $3,200, 
Owning and living in a government-built flat, commuting via taxi or owning a mid-range car, affording mm. medical consultation and treatment at GPs uh, or private doctors and government hospitals, enjoying a part-time domestic worker and taking three holiday trips in the region every year. Mm. And for 6K, it is owning and living in a private property, owning a high-end car, affording private healthcare, a full-time domestic worker, lifestyle and wellness experiences, taking two international holidays in a year. So my first question, I mean, certain things that were um, interesting was that uh, amongst people who were, who were 20 to 20, in their 20s, 34% of the people um, chose the luxurious lifestyle. Then as you get mm. older, in the 30s, 28% choo- chose the most luxurious lifestyle. People mm. in their 40s, mm. 21% uh, chose that. La. So there was a slightly declining trend. La. So yeah. there's a lot to unpack there, but my first question is also like to have all those things, private property, high-end car, private healthcare, two international holidays a year, is only 6K a year, a month. It sounds uh-huh. a lot higher, man. Yeah. And I don't know whether how much this factors in, um, you know, taking care of your family, whether it's your aging parents or or taking care of young kids, you know. Uh, it, it, it all feels like... Um, yeah, it's very like the, those things are not considered in this six k. It feels like almost like even when you are retired, you're still living a very yolo single kind of lifestyle, still wonderlusting and traveling yeah. the world and all, right? Yeah, and not I mean. worrying about your commitments because let's face it, like everyone will have commitments and and un- yeah, unless they say like okay, both sides they earn six thousand dollars or they're getting six thousand dollars a month, then maybe you can con- then that's considered luxurious lah. But yeah, I mean, you, 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 you yourself, like, even just prepping for your wedding and everything, you know, all this shit just adds up, like, right? Yeah, I mean, not, not even the, the wedding itself. I mean, uh, having your own place, yes. And mine is a government house, right? Yeah. Uh, we don't have a car. But every time I try and budget, okay, how much we have a car, having kids, I'm like, holy shit. Mm, so this mm. one, I think the only way this makes sense is that maybe you have paid off your mortgage already. Yeah. Right? If you're yeah. retired, retired, you've paid off your mortgage. Maybe your you're just kids are, maintaining. You're just maintaining it, lah, right? Yeah. Yeah, and maybe your kids are grown up already, lah. Mm, so those possibly. those things. That's why, like, as much as I thought, okay, this is a quite a good initiative because the questions go into uh, a lot of things, like into savings, you know, mm, managing mm. your debt, having sufficient mortgage insurance, being able to mm. pay off your loan, uh, having enough funds to overcome a crisis. But this retirement question, which was the 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 focus of a lot of um articles. I felt it was a bit, it's a weird question to ask, I think. Yeah. And I think given looking at inflation now and everything, would $6,000 today, you know, would that take care of you in 30 years time or 20 years time, whatever? I don't know, man. Just looking at the rate of inflation. Uh, So, yeah, to me, maybe it is, there is a bit of an understatement of of how much it actually takes to live in Singapore. Or maybe there's some caveat that they don't put in there, like maybe... Every day you eat, the only thing you eat is Thai Peng. Nah. And you, you, cannot, you cannot go to any mid-tier or higher restaurant. <laughs> then that's, that's how you can, you can fit into that budget. Nah. Mm, exactly. <laughs> Thai Peng, all day, every day. <laughs> all day, every day. Thai Peng. Yeah. No, and then, the okay, so, so I guess if you look at it from a trend perspective, it is quite interesting mm. because uh, there, were, there was also a question of like how much you estimate that this mm. A, B, or C lifestyle will cost, mm. right? Mm. And they all underestimated it 
uh, to compared yeah. to its true value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Across yeah, all course. ages. So in general, yeah. um, the retirement lifestyle, which uh, A, which cost two thousand five hundred fifty, the average estimation was a thousand nine hundred. For B, mm, which mm. cost about three thousand two hundred plus, people estimated it to be two thousand three hundred. And for C, mm. which cost about five thousand eight hundred, close to six thousand, people estimated to be three thousand six hundred. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh, so that also feels like oh shit. Um, like if if in on average people are thinking that that sort of luxurious lifestyle costs three thousand six, you only need three thousand six hundred dollars a month to live that. Uh, what's 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 missing, man? Feels like something. Yeah. Something is missing. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know, man. Like that's why I probably we have to look deeper into the into the actual questions they asked and all that. Because it sounds, yeah, it sounds really like something is 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 off with the with these estimations or so, like, right? Of the yeah. cost of living and all. But but um, that, yeah. Did you have anything else to add? Oh, I wanted to just say also the uh, the the part that you raised about that it was mostly younger people mm. who were craving the the luxurious lifestyle. Uh, what do, what do you think about that? I mean, to me, the question is: if people ask me, of course, I would love to aim for a more comfortable lifestyle when I retire. Like, I think the bigger question is: what do you mean by retire? Like, but, really, but isn't that isn't that um the interesting thing is that. They actually give people a choice of what kind of lifestyle you want, whether you want a basic or you want the moderate or you want the luxurious. But the and the fact is, and this bears it out in the data, that the younger people in their twenties they want the luxurious lifestyle, whereas the thirties and forties actually less and less so, right? Mm. Why do you think that's the case, huh? Uh oh, for many reasons. I think maybe as you get older, you realize what really matters. And sometimes mm. you feel, oh, am I in this job that pays a lot, but I fucking hate it. Is it worth it, lah? And if I manage mm. my own expectations or as aspirations, there's really nothing wrong with living a more modest lifestyle where you're really, really happy, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would also add, like, yeah, with age also comes, uh, experience, and you see that, yeah, not necessarily that just because people have more money and they're living so called luxurious lifestyle, that they're necessarily happier either, lah, right? Mm. Uh, um, I mean, and I always, I always go back to public transport as a, as a indicator, lah, Right, people thinking that public transport is inferior to private transport. Um, yeah, to me, it's like the 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 mark of a really advanced society, or or what is that? Is where you don't have to, you don't even have to think about having public private transport because the public transport system is just so good that that you know nobody it doesn't make sense to take a car at all, lah, Right. Mm. For 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 economic or for environmental reasons and all, then that's when you know your society has really, you know, peaked and and like this is like this is what a city should feel like, like you know, where public transport is so convenient and so cost efficient and so and so uh so logical that you know you don't have to think twice about it, like That public transport is the best way to get around, not not any other form of transport. So yeah, to me, there's still there's still a lot of that whole like five C's and how to how to make it big, the Singaporean dream nonsense going on with this survey as well. Mm. But then, I mean, Singapore's public transport just got ranked fourth in the world. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but to be fair, to be fair, like the new MRT lines that just opened, I don't know if you've, you've taken it and all that, right? Mm. They've really, um, they've really helped me, they've wired my brain slightly differently already, you know, in yeah. terms of like, 
in, in terms of, you know how in life you always, as you grew up with a certain uh, understanding of what the transport system is, you kind of start thinking, okay, it takes me about, like like when I used to stay in Bishan, it takes me about like uh, 22 minutes to get take a train to Orchard and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, so yeah, now that everything is all sort of mixed up and like Great World City, you can take from Great World City to Thompson, for example, and that's like less than, I think it's like 20 minutes or less or something. It, it kind of just like rewires my understanding of the of distances in Singapore. La. And that, that it just it, like the first week that it opened and I took it a couple of times, it just blew my mind la, like how quickly I got to destinations that I used to think uh, would take me half an hour or longer in Singapore. La. Mm. Wow, mm. I so bet it, the SMRT uh, would people would get like like damn excited to hear someone say the MRT line rewired their brain. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just mm. it's just the concept of like how public transport really makes makes you think differently about uh the place that you live as well. Uh. Of course, a uh, shout out to people in, in Ishun. I think Ishun is in, in, in dire need of uh more more like uh more transportation options. Uh, yeah, accessibility <laughs> transportation options. I, I've heard a lot of complaints from people in Ishun about it before, like, yeah. But mm-hmm. but generally in the city area and all, it, it's it's actually uh pretty accessible. Every everywhere is pretty accessible. I mean, I I've I've been taking public transport for a large part of my life, and I get what you mean, like because started off MRT was just the the north south east west. Yeah, you know, yeah. you knew every station name. You knew exactly how to get from point A to point B. Uh, mm-hmm. At this point, even the MRT station near my house, whenever I go down, I still need to think, okay, which side am I taking the platform? Am I going towards Harbourfront or uh, God? So, because yeah. nothing's ever straightforward. La. But yeah, I have yeah, also yeah. had some experiences where I find out through Google Maps or something, I want to get to this particular place. And in my mind, it was based on my old school understanding of the transport system. I was like, oh shit, it's going to take me 45 minutes. Then boom. No, I take one stop here, change to the blue line, boom, I'm there in 15 minutes. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, so, and, and, and that makes you feel, that makes you feel, um, I don't know, not, not rich, but it feels like, you feel like your, your, your life has been enhanced in a way, right? When there are these, these additional transportation options for you, right? Yeah. So, but then, so that, that to me, <clears throat> that to me is a more, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> a more luxurious lifestyle that way, when, when there are these options for you, yeah, you can take private transport, but because the public transport options are there and they're so good, there's a you know that that makes you feel like yeah, you you don't have to worry about it so much. Then uh. at the same time, <coughs> don't you think that this trend would have been apparent even if this survey was done ten years ago, twenty years ago? Like the younger generation will always have higher aspirations in terms of what they want to live uh, or how luxuriously they want to live when they're older. Um. Sure, of course we can we can go ahead and just say nothing has changed. But also Why you say in such a condescending tone like that? Because you are you are giving me the argument like are you surprised by this? This has been going on forever. (laughs) No 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 no. Why are you surprised by this? (laughs) So we are I'm trying to tease out the nuances that exist between eras, between generations, and all you're just saying is going back to it's the same thing as ten years ago. Why why are you surprised like this? Hey, so it I'm was not a statement. It was a question, Terence. <laughs> it was a question. Right. Okay. I know I'm where it's coming teasing, from. I know where it's coming I'm from. I'm teasing yeah. a response out from you. Yeah, but yeah. please but I know go where, on. where No, but yeah, I mean, um the truth is that the last ten or fifteen years like if you're a young person graduating from college or, or uni or what, 
um, you know, there's a lot of uh, high-paying uh, jobs that that you can apply for, like, like in the big tech and, and all these things, right? Mm. So, and and the the growth in the last 10 years of big tech has been quite unprecedented, right? To really, they really went from, I mean, not, not last, last 20 years, right? Uh, all these internet companies, they really went from, from you know, the, the dot-com, uh, the dot-com bubble bursting to, you know, today being some of the most powerful corporations in the world, right? Uh, yeah. and, and the young people who grew up in that era or, you know, came out to, came out of school uh, in that era, they, you know, these jobs were available to them and they, they've seen their, their career and their, they've seen their, um, their salaries, like, you know, grow in, in concert with the growth of these companies as well, right? Mm. So maybe that's, you know, they think that, I mean, if, if you are coming out of school in this environment, you might be thinking that's what life is going to be like for the next 30 or 40 years. Lah. It's only logical that, you know, someone with, uh, who, with a compu- uh, computing degree or, you know, with some experience in one of these big tech firms, it's only logical that they at least earn, you know, five-figure income and live very luxuriously in Singapore, lah, right? Mm. Uh, but, you know, I think as with everything, as with everything, with everything going on now that you see in the you know the tech winter, the crypto winter, and all, everything goes in cycles, right? And maybe this is where now, if you do this survey, maybe there might be a change in the number of young people who who think so, think that they really want the luxurious lifestyle when they when they retire, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I, I, I mean I that, that's my assessment. That's what I guess is the case, You know, I, I'm not saying that it, it's it's definitely, but I'm sure that you you're gonna you've got something to. Uh, a bone to pick with that as well. No, not say a bone to pick with that because I think that's what uh, I found interesting. Like, because I do feel that, okay, this survey, if you ask in any generation, chances are the younger people who, I mean, okay, when you imagine when you when you come out of school, you've got the fire in your belly, you're going to change the world, the world is your oyster, you can do anything you want. Of course, you're going to mm. aim higher, right? Um, but then yeah. I think the difference in this day and age is is because there's access to a lot more info, which means a lot mm. more examples of people who have gone from zero to like billionaire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and while that is good to inspire people, sometimes it can send the wrong message. Um, because it or makes FOMO, it, la, right? FOMO. Yeah, FOMO. Or maybe it's like, oh, you know, like, um, wow, this is, this is easy to do, you know, like, you know, the side mm. hustle, hustle every day and I'll make it big. Um, mm. Which is, I mean, it's a two, double-edged sword, right? If you think that you are like definitely capable of making it big building something wonderful great but uh it also makes you uh maybe a little less risk averse and that's mm. one thing that this this survey also reveal uh, that when it comes to investments in more risky things like crypto uh it tends to skew towards the younger people uh, yeah. right so yeah. so i mean for me personally i'm still i'm still bullish on like blockchain and crypto but it's still considered a very risky investment so, mm. I think maybe in previous generations, if the younger people were more aspirational, maybe they think that, okay, they are less risk-averse, which, which is natural. The, the how you say, uh, the things that they get exposed to are maybe not as volatile. Uh. Mm. Uh, and mm. this, one, this one, I'm just imagining that. Like, let's say, I remember growing up, fresh out of school in my teens and all, if I wanted to invest in stocks, I think it wouldn't be that easy. Like. You know, as a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, oh, no, it yeah. it's yeah. damn, it was hard. Like, you had to 
go to a mm. bank and open her. But then now if you're 16, 17, you can technically find a way to get an account on one of those retail investment platforms. Yeah. Right? And, and you can, can go and dig up a lot of information yourself on online on YouTube yeah. or Reddit or whatever as well. Yeah, yeah which, which is great because if you are mm. you've got a good hair on your shoulders, you're lucky and all, you might boom, uh, like fucking make something huge. Like. But it also means that you could make some bad decisions. Like. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, that's right. and, and it could go bad like, because this, this survey also shows that, yeah, there are people who are kind of gambling more than they can afford. I don't know how many mm. people in Singapore gamble on a regular basis. Um, but um, also kind of like uh, spending more than they can afford just to keep up with peers, mm. which is again the yeah. FOMO lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pull up some so, stats in a bit. But yeah. but uh, yeah. So th- that was what I, I think this thing is more interesting in terms of the high level trends as opposed to the specific numbers. Mm. I think, yeah, you can check out the, the survey because they do a pretty interesting job of like comparing and then you, you you just basically put some parameters of uh where where you are in your life, you know, your age and your gender and all that. Then they'll tell you where what most of your peers how most of your peers answered these questions as well. Uh, you know, mm, about yes, how much debt they're managing, how much they're saving, all that. So it's quite an easy chart to see. Uh compare your, you know, your own situation to your peers, like which which, you know, uh yeah, like, do it do it with caution as well, you know. <laughs> This is just a survey. It doesn't necessarily mean that everyone everyone answered truthfully either, like, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so right. don't 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 beat yourself up too much. But just a general understanding of 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 how people treat or think about money in Singapore. Like. But yeah, like, it's quite a the yeah the luxurious lifestyle thing. I I I was kind of hoping that you know they they would define the luxurious lifestyle as as a bit more a bit a few more like uh interesting kind of parameters like you know like like about you know, do you want to spend time learning or, you know, uh, educating yourself or going for extra courses or something like that? As opposed to it's just about having money, going for a holiday, uh, you know, uh, having a car, these kind of things. The very, like, 1980s, the five C's Singaporean dream kind of thing, lah, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe then maybe you will get more nuanced answers as well, lah, right? Yeah. So, so, I mean, just to give people an example, because this... This thing, I mean, this thing is not sponsored by OCBC or something, but mm. on their website, you can kind of like um, look uh, look at what Terence was mentioning, like a people like you thing, right? So just mm-hmm. for example, right? Let's say if I enter, I am male and I am 30 to 39 years old. So 50% of men in their 30s have sufficient funds in case they lose their job, which means they've accumulated at least six months of their current salary. Uh, 32% is the amount on average that they save from their monthly salary 91% of men have investments higher than the national mm. average of 85% which means generally men I guess invest more than women uh, mm. 59% review their financial plans yearly 57% often gamble more than they can afford to lose um, mm. 14% have borrowed money from their family or friends 26% spend beyond their means uh, and, and a few other parameters like. so I thought this was interesting. Some of the things surprised me, like the fifty-seven mm. percent of people gamble more than they can afford to lose. Yeah, gamble yeah, on what? That's yeah, pretty like, high, man. yeah. No, I mean, but it could be. Yeah, but they say it's more than you can afford to lose. So I'm like, mm, it's kind of worrying. Gambling, unless like just buying a Toto, buying Toto versus like you know playing poker and all that. It's all 
very different from like going to casino and blowing like you know uh, thousands of dollars at a go yeah. yeah but I think I think the whole financial planning thing now there's so much online about oh financial planning but I think it is it is a real thing that I wish I got started on earlier like uh, it was never a, a super big thing uh, growing up in terms of oh you know like compound interest and investing you know but I think the mm-hmm. most recent thing that hit me was the interest rate lah like yeah, for yeah. for the housing loan, right? Holy shit! Yeah. So right. so it's it's interesting. I mean, the good thing about this financial index, it's not super technical, la. You can. Mm-hmm. I still think it's yeah, it's worth looking at it. Looking at okay, what Singaporeans generally think, and just 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 you might be able to take away some nice stuff, la. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yep, yep. Um, but that's cool. Yeah, so we'll put a link um, to the website as well as the actual survey itself. La. Yeah. But, uh, yes. yeah. Speaking of, uh, you know, Singaporean dream, 5Cs and everything, the first step to achieving all that is having amazing PSLE scores, as we know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. PSLE scores don't matter. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry so much. You can get CCD, SCDD for your A-levels. It's not a problem either. Um, you can still become minister. Uh, but but yes, the one of the, the there's this restaurant chain that is in got in a little bit of hot water like, recently. Uh, pardon the pun for for over celebrating uh PSL, PSLE results a bit too much like. And what is this? What is this story about? Uh? Um, it is the story of Haiti Lao, you know, which is a mm. huge ass hot pot chain. Um, the founders are yeah. some of the wealthiest people in Singapore. Um. Yeah. And I mean, so far, whenever I, I've mentioned Haiti Lao in the past, generally, it's quite universally loved la, by the people who yeah. can eat there. I um, think you should caveat that uh, to let everyone know what your thoughts are about, about uh, hot pot, la, right? Yeah, I, I think it's... Disclaimer. I've, I've, I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Harish hates hot pot, everyone. Let's put it down on paper. Okay, Harish because, hates hot pot. Because to me, right, the reason I mm. go out to eat is cause so I don't have to cook my own food. So so basically you need to be served that, right? That's, that's I mean, I, I enjoy cooking at home, but I don't want to yeah. go to a restaurant and still cook my own food. I see yeah, yeah, no yeah. point in that. I know even my fiance disagrees wholeheartedly with me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been to Haiti Lao twice and they were yeah. good times partly because I didn't have to cook. Uh, and no, there so were other people Your fiance managing. cooked then she had to put it in a bowl and then put, serve it. You, yeah, kneel, kneel down and, put the, and give me the bowl. <laughs> no lah, like, <laughs> I just, there were enough people to, and you know, you always have one or two uh, more proactive people when it comes to cooking. And let me yeah. add a disclaimer to the disclaimer. It's not that I don't like cooking. I like cooking. Mm, I do okay. housework. I do a whole bunch of shit. But when I go out to eat, I don't want to cook my own food. Uh, okay, okay. That it defeats the purpose of going to a place to eat. Okay, okay. So, In, yeah, next time, Next time for your birthday celebration, we'll, we will book Haiti Lao, <laughs> especially for you. Yeah. And then, but we'll cook for you. We'll cook for you, don't worry. But we'll, we'll uh, correct the, the worst part of it for you. Like, yeah, we'll cook no, for but, you. But then it makes me think it's such a brilliant business because if the food comes out like, oh, undercooked and all, you can't blame the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's correct, fucking right. genius. It just has to be fresh, la, but it has to be fresh. That's the thing, right? Yeah, it has to be fresh. But at yeah, the same yeah, yeah. time, um, I will say that I was slightly uh, won over by Haiti Lao because the first time I went with my fiancé and her family, uh, the wait- waitress saw uh, my cracked uh, screen on the iPhone, the cover, mm, and they mm. changed it for me. 
What the hell? You are hell? so easily won over just by, by, uh, by changing your phone cover. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's their tactic. They know there are people who are against the concept of hot pot. Against mm. the concept of cooking your own food. So they had these little, yeah. little things that after that, I was like, oh my God, Haitilao, I respect you. I might not mm. uh, be the first to come to your place to eat, but I I, I like you. La. So, yeah, la, I You're like when out, I la. when I It's kind of like when I bring my, my toddler kid to the doctor and the doctor yeah. sees him screaming or grumbling, then they take out biscuits and give them to him la, and then he's happy. La. So that's what the Haitilao stuff do. La. They look out for all those grumpy looking patrons. You know, mm. the, everyone else is happy, but this, there's this, always this one grumpy person in the group who like sits there with his hands crossed and wants to be served food. La. Then, you know, that's the person we have to do a lot of things for. Change his phone cover, shine his shoes on him, ask him how's his day, tell him he's so handsome, all that. That's you. La. I mean, uh, I was going to say, what a asshole backhanded compliment, but I think there is some truth to that. La. Um, it, is, it is true. I've also been known uh, to behave that way in KTVs. La. But let's not get started mm, on that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, a lot of things are KTVs, clubs, everything. <laughs> uh, generally fun events that everyone else enjoys yeah. <laughs> but anyway yes talking about love. fun events that everyone else enjoys PSLE yeah. is no fun for a lot of kids and a lot of young parents what did Haiti yeah. Lao do that, that, that irritated a lot of people so um, yeah, I think the the results came out uh, yes at 11am on Wednesday right so on mm. Monday Haiti Lao offered a tiered discount uh, so basically a tiered discount based on a child's performance in the PSLE. Mm, mm, that's but right. by the end of the day, it, the post was taken down uh, and and I think they realized the, the little kerfuffle it caused. Mm. Yeah. So, no, it wasn't taken. I think it was, they ch- amended it to become a... Oh, they amended just, it. Just as long as your kid just receives his PSLE results, just show the certificate or whatever and then you'll get $30 off. Oh, you, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> initially, initially it was... Um, achievement. Okay, so the the PSLE scoring system now is also different. Uh. Mm. There's an achievement level score. Yeah, yeah. I think it goes by. It's similar to <clears throat> similar to how it was in the old levels for us, where you know the lower the points, the better. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So initially, the discount was if your kid gets achievement level between four and seven, you'll get a thirty percent, thirty dollar discount. Eight to mm, eleven, mm. you get twenty dollar discount. Twelve mm. to twenty, get a ten dollar discount. Uh, and beyond that, you don't get any discount. Yeah. But, um, yeah, broadly speaking, how do you feel about uh, the initial the initial discount that they were giving for, for based on your performance in the PSL year? I think it's damn stupid. Oh, yeah? Because... But, I mean, <clears throat> it's like celebrating your kids' achievements. I mean, of course... Yes, everyone, every PSLE, every kid taking a PSLE, you know, shouldn't be too worried about results. But... For those who did well and then they want to celebrate it, why, why is it not a, a, a bad, why is it such a bad thing to celebrate with them? Because already you are discriminating uh, against like the perform performance of a child, mm. um, But then, then, then just don't 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 come to Haiti lah. Don't celebrate lah. If you didn't do well, la. <laughs> yeah. But it's just the the message. You imagine, like, already PSLE uh, is such a stressful time for kids and parents, as you rightly pointed yeah. out. But then to yeah. see, see like, this restaurant change, chain almost kind of normalize the rewarding of, like, oh, just grades, you know? Mm, mm, I just felt mm. like, yeah, of course a business can do 
like what they want and you can choose with your dollar, choose to patronize them or not. But it just mm-hmm. felt like, oh, lao, eh, why, why, why you must do that? Why if a kid really loves Haiti Lao? Like really yeah. fucking loves Haiti Lao. And, and then you're trying to, cons- you want to console your kid by, you know, over his, maybe he didn't do as well as he had hoped or something. And you all wonder like, okay, let's just go, go have a good meal to forget about it. Then yeah. you go to the restaurant and right there in front of your face, it's like, if you didn't get this call, you, you don't get this discount, you know? And then yeah. it's like, it's like just uh, adding insult to injury life or anything. Then you used to show your cert, right? Yeah. Then they show the cert and then they're like, oh, sorry, your score is not good enough. No discount <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah, Imagine they really did that like, oh, no, no, no soup for you. You can't <laughs> no have this soup, soup because... <laughs> Your score's not good enough. No soup for you. <laughs> or like if if you bring your kid and their friends, right? Come and everyone's yeah, so happy. Okay. Then oh, you got this one. Sorry, no soup. Everyone else, <laughs> free meat. Yeah, free toys, free phone cover for you because you did yeah for PSLE. You know, no, and and Haiti Lao can go quite uh quite far in terms of like how they celebrate stuff like because I know I went for mm-hmm. my fiance's birthday. They gave her like this this neon LED board that says happy birthday for her to mm. hold and all that. Yeah. And then there's a bit of like performative uh, uh, aspect to what dancing, they do. With dancing the dancing thing and all right. Dancing yeah. noodle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But I like, remember the first time I ate Haiti Lao in China. Like, like I went, like this was like maybe 2009, 2010 before Haiti Lao was in Singapore even. Uh, I mean, my, my friends in China were like, oh, you got to eat at this place. It's awesome. This guy's like, He's creating the Starbucks of China and blah, blah, blah. I was like, come on, it's hot pot. Like, you know that. It's, it's, it's what's so great about it. Then we went there and I was like, okay, it's a nice hot pot restaurant. Nothing great. Then the next thing they were like, oh, the, I mean, this is Chinese people speaking to me in English. Like, oh, the, you should check out the dancing noodle, the dancing noodle. So they were so excited about it. I thought it was like this delicious dish that they would, they, they would be serving. Then out came this this, you know, this dude, and then he started to, you know, do that noodle dancer. And, mm. uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty amazed. Like, it was like, it was mesmerizing, like, you know. So you and, got won over by the noodle guy, la. I got, yeah, yeah, the dancing noodle, man, <laughs> that won over. At first, I thought it was like some joke, some meme or something, but, but it was like, oh, impressive, man. Yeah. Dancing noodle. Yeah. <laughs> dancing but yes, that's what Haiti Lao is, uh, I think what they've, they've, they've taken the Apple philosophy, la, right? Like, when every time you step into an Apple retail store, they try to delight you. They try to surprise you with something, like, right? You know, whether, yeah. whether you're just getting stuff repaired or you're buying a new whatever. Sometimes they give you free shit that you never even asked for. Uh, that's basically Haiti Lao's approach to Sola. Every time you step in a store, you think you're just there for hot pot, but they give you so many other things that turn your frown into a smile, just like as evidenced by your phone case story, like, your phone cover story. So yeah. that means at one point you were the grumpy individual, lah. Uh yeah, I was that grumpy foreigner who didn't understand yeah. Chinese, yeah, China Chinese uh food and culture that much. Or at least I wasn't that open to it. Then finally, when they when I saw it, I was like, wow, the dancing noodle is awesome, you know. <laughs> Maybe every Haiti Lao yeah. does his back room with like twenty monitors and a whole team looking. <laughs> and when they saw you, they're like, okay, he looks unhappy. Um, let's no, see his phone. His phone no crack. Okay. Yeah. It's all AI. It's all AI. They're scanning all your AI. facial features as you speak. Then they Correct. see yours immediately. They see your frown the moment you walked in. And like, this guy needs a phone case right now. No, they probably scan and look, okay, how can we make this guy happy? Like, they scan mm. you, they're like, okay, his phone case looks fine. Um, glasses fine. Uh, no <laughs> holes on his shirt. You know what? We got to, yeah. the, the system just says we need to activate noodle guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it was but, low-hanging fruit. Like, they're like, this fucker, right, right. his phone cracked. Confirm, we can win over. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just give him but, a free but, phone. But yeah, so, but uh, going back to that PSLE thing, yeah. you, 
the subsequently they actually made a change, like, right? They they changed mm. it to everybody who just got a PSL results can get the discount. Yeah. Um what do you think of that? Nah? I mean, okay, kudos to them for realizing fast uh <laughs> that maybe it wasn't the best thing to do and for changing it and giving the highest tier of discount to everyone mm. who gets the PSLE. I think that one mm. must give them props. Lah. Yeah. I thought yeah, they, they at least they corrected costs very fast, lah, right? And uh Usually these kind of things they usually simmer for like a day or two, a bit of outrage. But this one was almost like almost the same day or something. They changed it. Mm. Uh, so so good for them. But but you think but they definitely wouldn't have got that kind of publicity that they have now if they didn't do that first move. Like. So do you think it could have been oh. it could have been deliberate to try and stoke some fires? I mean, pardon the pun, uh, you know, uh boil some soup first. And then mm. after that, then they oh actually we're we are inclusive. Everyone, every PSL result is is allowed. Uh, I don't know la, because I I think that one entails a lot of risk lah. Uh, yeah, and and I think they could still have done this thirty dollar discount for anyone who gets the result, and you'll still get a lot of publicity. In fact, I think you'll get even more mm. because it's a pretty cool offer mm. Thirty dollars off, no? Yeah, and it's really like about celebrating that your your child completed the PSL year, right? As opposed yeah. to like what his exact grades were. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, the only thing is like, their post is in Chinese. Uh, or did they post an English post? No, no. It's in English. It's in English. At least I saw uh-huh. it in English on Instagram. I mean, I saw the responses, the comments as well were all in English. Like people were like, whoa, come on, why are you doing this and discriminating, blah, blah, blah and all that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, see, I see. I mean, um, then in that, the, the, I guess the other question is, are we removing the incentives for for people to want to try and do well for the exams, if they just, especially kids, if they just know that no matter what I do, I have a high tilau, I have a high tilau hot pot waiting for me at the end of the day. Uh, I mean, that kind of ties in with the first topic, right? The mm. high tilau hot pot is kind of like the luxurious meal for the child. Is, mm. that, is that a good motivation? Like, would you want your kid when he grows up uh, taking PSLA, you're like, yo man, you know high tilau? You're going to get a good mm. discount if you, if you do well. <laughs> But now it's not just if you do well, you get it. You get it whether or not. You just as long as you just get back your results. So, oh, you're saying in general whether a discount, uh, that that thirty dollar discount for anyone who does PSLE, uh, mm. is a motivator for children. And it removes the incentive for them to want to do better, does it? I mean, that's where then it becomes like how are you incentivizing your kid, lah? If you're using mm. these kind of little things as opposed to <laughs> the love of learning, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, firstly, yeah, Hai Ti Lao is, I don't know, man, like, uh, do, do, I, I mean, this is also a question out there because I have a very young kid. Obviously, he has never eaten Hai Ti Lao, but, but do a lot of parents eat Hai Ti Lao with their kids? Uh, I'm not very sure because Hai Ti Lao, too, even for me, is like, I mean, some of the soups are really way too spicy and all that, uh, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, man, whether, whether really a lot of kids can eat Hai Ti Lao. So, no, but there's a non spicy uh, soup. I've eaten a non spicy soup. True, true. So kids and grumpy, grumpy adults <laughs> can eat the non-spicy soup. I eat the non-spicy soup not because I'm grumpy, yeah. okay? Yeah. It's because I just can't take spice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, that I, I maybe yeah maybe they they I, I think you're right lah. That it would have been too much risk to you know um try to game the system by offering something offensive at first and then after that changing tag and then saying oh we welcome everybody too much risk. Yeah. Uh, so I I would say it's more like they probably thought it'd be like a very good marketing gimmick, you know, you know, tapping into the whole 
pursuit of uh, achievement, pursuit of qualifications, uh, the five Cs, the Singapore dream thing in Singapore. Then they realize, like, um, yeah, in this day and age, that kind of thing uh, doesn't fly as well already, lah. Right? Yeah. So I guess maybe even the thought of doing that in the first place made me go, like, huh? Really? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I mean, Haiti Lao is a Chinese chain, lah. Right. So. You know, in China, in China, academic achievement is is also also very, very, very uh coveted as well, right? Yeah, I mean, so, so that's why their Instagram a lot of the posts are in Chinese. And I was thinking, like, huh, mm. okay. Uh, I mean, not everyone who eats at Haiti Lao just speaks Chinese, so that's what I find uh a bit weird. But you yeah. know, now that my my sentiments towards hot pot um is is more public than it used to be, suddenly Haiti Lao want to sponsor us. Then how? <laughs> then I have to be like, uh, before we start the episode, um, <laughs> have you ever wanted to cook your own food? Have you ever wanted oh. to, try to see a man dancing with noodles? <laughs> yeah, why not give Haiti Lao a shot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but another, another funny comment, or at least interesting <clears throat> comment that came up was like, people are like, okay, just instead of just the 2022 PSLE results, how about those in 2021? Uh, Those kids who have got <laughs> suffered through COVID and then had to take the PSLE and, and now they have their results all that. How about celebrating those children as well? What do you think of things like that? Wow, like? that one, that one, I'm like, hey, come on, la. you have to draw the line somewhere. La. <laughs> if not, later <laughs> I also bring my, I'll take out my sync pass with my PSLE results and show them, yeah, hey, I also did PSLE, please give me my $30 discount. Yeah, in fact, plus the compound compounding interest rate, inflation and all, the vouchers should now be worth $77,200. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I yeah, I feel yeah. like yeah la, It's a they have to draw a line somewhere. Yeah, okay. So all only twenty twenty two I think yeah yeah. It has to be only twenty twenty two Has to be only twenty twenty two. But, but yeah. yeah, I mean, like interesting. At, at least within the same day, they retracted it lah. Mm-hmm. So kudos. I would say kudos to that team lah for for realizing the error and changing it very quickly. Yeah, yeah. they didn't. They didn't let it boil over. Yes, correct, correct. But yeah, so at least it ended on a good note. But uh, speaking yeah, of ending on a good note, like, uh, do you have a one shook comment? Ah, uh, one shook comment. Would you like to go first while I pull it? Yes, up? <clears throat> I would love to. I've just been hanging a lot, hanging out a lot on TikTok, uh, watching responses to our interview, uh, clips of our interview with uh, our not interview, our podcast with Minister Elvin Tan, and uh, I think in the last twenty four to forty eight hours, one that has really seems to have really hit a nerve with a lot of people is when he talked about uh, the GST hike, you know, and his justification for the GST hike and why he, you know, really supports it and, and versus what the work, the opposition uh, in parliament is saying about it. Um, hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of comments about it and there's actually even like back and forth debates going on about it in there as well. So, um you know, I think it's interesting to see what uh, people on TikTok are saying about it or how they feel about it because it's, this is happening, whether we like it or not, it's happening in the next month and a half, lah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this is it's interesting to see what the sentiment is on the ground. So we'll put a link to the post and you can check it out or even join in the debate yourself. Yeah. Wow. 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 Interesting. Eh? Inter- yes, oh yeah, it's happening yes. in the next month and a half. It's January 9th, is it? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. January, and it'll be 8%, lah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, you know, you TikToker, uh, Darren's. I'm, I'm, I'm on the outskirts observing. Uh, observing. Yeah. Uh. Observing how... The, the, so the interesting thing, if I can just go on the side, is that TikTok, <clears throat> the sense is that they, 
they really don't care about how cool you are. You know what I mean? Mm. Like Instagram, there was always this thing about how many followers you had or how was your reach before your video gets reaches more people, like, right? Uh, it seems to me like TikTok, you can have zero followers or whatever. You just post one video and it, it can go apeshit viral overnight. Mm, you know? mm, 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 uh, they don't care how many followers you have. They don't care how many, how few views you, your previous videos had. As long as this video is good, it, yeah. it gets, it just, it's just pushed. No, not even good, but it gets people talking. It somehow is pushed to the forefront. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So it's kind of interesting, interesting way to think about social media and, and, you know, social hierarchies. Because there, there, last time there always used to be this thing with YouTube or Instagram or whatever that you kind of had to have a lot of followers before you could build up a sizable audience, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. correct, correct, correct. No, no, yeah, not the case with TikTok. Huh? Cool. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Okay, cool. So uh, you, for me, what's your one short comment? The one short comment was uh, from Majestic Economist 6 on Reddit. Uh, basically, <laughs> they just uh, painted a picture of like how the Malaysian politics is making them think of the alternate, a possible alternate reality in Singapore. Um, mm-hmm. So they, they say, the PAP led by XPM Lawrence Wong wins only 15 seats. Workers' Party mm-hmm. led by Pritam Singh gets the majority of 35 seats. SDP has 30 votes with their leader, Chi Sun Juan, the closest he's ever been to PM. President Halima mm-hmm. calls for a unity government, but will the PAP ever be willing to make Chi Sun Juan the PM? Will the WP forever be the opposition despite winning the most votes? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like, it's just like uh the the fact that Anwar uh got just got elected after that whirlwind of an election, yeah, it does make you think like Singapore, hmm, what if we were in a similar situation uh, where now the the biggest drama in parliament sometimes is just this this angry debate or something or the committee of privileges. But what wow, hmm. can you imagine? Because now I mean more than ever, I think the opposition uh leaders are more well known throughout Singapore, at least the younger generation. Yeah. You know, um, you can you can literally assign individuals to their parties, which is something that I couldn't do last time. Mm, so mm, just an mm. interesting thought, like interesting thought. So yeah. cheers to that, man. Yeah, everyone's watching what's happening in Malaysia and yeah, thinking how, how how it affects things in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. And cool. then uh, to to round off the weekend, what is your one shock thing? Uh, my one shock thing is something World Cup related. Uh, okay. apparently, like. You know how when you got big events like the marathon or something, in the past, random people, random people have gone viral, right? Mm. So, so in this case, the World Cup, um, the latest guy to go viral is an employee who was tasked to direct fans to one of the metro stations in Qatar, and mm. basically he was sitting on like a, a raised chair, like you know one of those umpire chairs in tennis, and holding yep, yep. one of those finger boards, you know the things where you put in your finger and a foam board. And mm-hmm. all he was saying was metro and pointing. <laughs> and then that's his with, entire job. Huh? That's his entire job with a loud hailer. And then all the fans walking, they started cheering him. And then he had a very mm. sheepish uh, smile. And it's just damn sweet to watch. Like. And then now he's known as the metro guy. Wow. And then other people were like just like uh, wearing the same yellow, uh, yellow jackets and... Uh, kind of like doing the same thing he was doing so it's just one of those moments that you look oh that's that's a nice side of a World Cup that's been riddled with a lot of controversy like. it's very cute like, it's very cute he's mm, the metro see. guy interesting went viral on TikTok guy. yeah but what about you man my uh, one thing is a new toy that was released recently mm. uh, I don't know if I ever I, I might have spoke about it in the previous one thing about the the self-transforming Optimus Prime 
I think mm. there was like this, it was uh, very expensive, almost like two grand or something like that. Mm. Uh, it was like Optimus Prime that was like huge and it would literally self-transform and it would talk and do different things. Mm. So now, there's a smaller version, a 699 USD version called the Elite Optim- Optimus Prime that does a lot of the same things that, that the bigger one does, and mm. but just in a much smaller form factor. La. And uh, yeah, it's just... Um, you know, for anyone who grew up in the 80s, 90s and watched Transformers and all, it's such a amazing thing to see toys these days that, that literally are doing, uh, you know, doing everything that what they, what they do on screen like in 3D, like transforming and and, and, and talking back to you and, and all that. So it's, it uh, talks back to you hmm. based on what, like some AI stuff? Yeah, AI is voice activated and all. So it, it, when I say talk back to you, it's just the very basic com- commands and all that, right? But mm. it's just, uh, it, it can literally, it can sort of waddle forward as well, you know. And how tall so, is it? I think it's, uh, it looks to me like maybe 12 inches. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, nine, oh, that, yeah, it's about, probably about 12 inches. The bigger one was 19 inches tall. It was called the flagship Optimus Prime. But now this one is, uh, is, is smaller, like, yeah, smaller. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, that's right. you. You it just transforms into a it's truck, and yeah, it's sixteen inches tall. Sorry, yeah, it transforms inches. in a truck, and it can also transform from a truck to the robot and stand up on its own without without you putting any hands on it, Oh, yeah. so it's and really you impressive. are you are, you have been a toy collector in the past, right? <laughs> I mean, I still still have some, but but over the years, I've kind of like, uh, yeah, it's just kind of stopped already, lah. Yeah. Mm. So but, just, I mean, I would I wouldn't buy this like it's it's still like seven hundred USD like it's it's kind of crazy to pay for a toy like at my age, oh, <laughs> not at my age at any age beyond beyond fifteen it's kind of it's just like a bit crazy really like. Yeah, I was gonna say just not talking about oh luxurious lifestyle you know oh, Singapore <laughs> are we aspiring towards five Cs? You fucking get a seven hundred dollar USD sixteen inch transformer that transforms from a car to another to a robot. One day they're gonna build a version that's big enough for you to literally ride in, and it's a form of transport. Also, you know, there will have to be how big, <laughs> how big, if you can ride yeah, into that like that truck, yeah. how big, yeah? I think like a real like a real transformer. <laughs> no, I think the more the more uh, realistic thing that's gonna happen sooner is there's gonna like it's just gonna be a sex robot, lah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's your that's your thing, lah. Someone right? will have sex with it if it's big enough. And humanoid enough, someone will have sex in it. That's the rule. I, I, I'm sure it's out there already, lah. It's just, I'm sure you've really looked it up. You're just like, no, 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 <laughs> no. Come on, dude. Here I am talking no. about people's childhood. Here I am talking about childhood <laughs> dream and everything. And there you are. You just bring it back to the number one thing that's on your mind, like, like at nine a.m. in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, any child in the world would not have existed if not for the sexual act that happened months prior. Okay. So but not with a related. robot. Not with a robot. <laughs> not with a robot. Not not that kind of self love. Yeah. <laughs> not with a robot, Harish. Yeah. It's all connected, Terence. It's all connected. Sex uh, yes. robots and children. Yes. yes. Childhood memories and uh, you know Haiti nostalgia Lao. makes me feel very happy. So let's erase that the, the whole discussion <laughs> of sex robots from from this sex one robot. thing. Can yeah. can can. All right. I won't pollute your one shot thing. Cool. <laughs> awesome. All right. Okay. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody.